We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Oh, we got to play a little Christmas music to start out the music, the the uh, show today. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris, and I'm in for Larry. Oh, I'm not in for Larry. Dina's in for Larry. How about that? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So good to see you here. Good morning. I'm just feeling Christmassy today. How about you? I'm feeling Christmassy, too. <laughs> you know, I, I left my house at 7 o'clock this morning to get out here to the studio, and the sunrise was gorgeous. It just felt like the perfect morning to come talk about taxes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, my brain doesn't kind of compute that very well. It it really doesn't go together. I realize that. But it is a money show. It's like figgy pudding and fruitcake, I think. And Congress was so considerate of us in in getting all of these details out last night before I went to bed. That's so nice of them. Yes. (laughs) So guess what I spent last night doing? I'm guessing you did a little bit of research and study on such important topics as taxes. Yeah, no, it's kind of an important thing. And since it looks like Congress may actually pass one of the largest tax bills in, in, oh, 30-ish years, I, I figured oh, yeah. we should probably talk about that a little bit today. It is a big deal. It really is. And yeah. So we, what are the big highlights and the points and all the goodies for us? Well, we'll, we'll hit that. We, we, there's a lot. <laughs> well, well, over the course of the show, it's yeah, like. there's there's a there's a whole lot to talk about there. But you know what? Besides that, we had had a fairly great week on the market. The Fed raised interest rates again this week. So let's let's do a little bit of a recap before we dive into the holiday cheer of tax reform. Well, the interest rate thing was not such a big surprise. It actually was not. Um, the economy has been moving forward. The, the economic data that we follow here at Rosenthal Wealth Management Group, it is very positive. It points to a continually growing U.S. economy. And when you've got a growing economy, the Federal Reserve's job is to make sure that inflation stays at bay. The target that the Fed has is a 2% inflation rate. And as they start seeing signs uh, that will push the inflation further than that, they'll manipulate interest rates to to kind of keep that under control. The rate hike last week, absolutely anticipated. Quarter point, no big deal. Right, the market, and they're telegraphing it well in advance. They're, they're telegraphing it very well. And in fact, they have already telegraphed three such rate hikes for 2018. 
in the past, I know that they've not telegraphed it as well as they would if we would have liked, and all of a sudden the markets go crazy. So it's nice that they're doing that. They're they're being very methodical in how they relay the information to us, and when they do enact a rate hike, they give us very good, uh, very good talking points for why they've done it. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, the the Fed said this past week that the U.S. economy is performing well, given how healthy the economy looked. They're lifting the interest rate a quarter point to a range of 1.25% to 1.5%. So not a big hike, and we certainly aren't going to see any major moves in the amount of interest that we earn on our savings or CDs at the bank. This it doesn't is, change a lot of any other kinds of things like the 10-year yields on the, or anything like that, does it? Well, one of the things that we have to keep a lookout for is this thing called the yield curve. Mm-hmm. Um, the yield curve tells us what to expect in terms of interest rate for the different lengths of time that you may buy a bond. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I expect a one-year bond to give me less interest than a 10-year bond. Right now... What we've got happening is a flattening of this yield curve where there's not a huge difference between the interest rate that I get on that short-term bond and the long-term bond. We're seeing that in CD rates at banks. I may get 0.7% for a one-year CD, and I may get 1.1% for a five-year. I don't see big differences in short- and long-term rates. So that today isn't a big issue, but over time... If, if the yield curve absolutely turns flat or inverts, if we get to a position where short-term rates are higher than long-term rates, then we could be talking recessionary pressure. Not, not on our horizon right now. But it does, uh, it does beg the point that you need to kind of look at your portfolio and kind of talk to a planner, make sure that you're well diversified. And, always, always. Yeah. And, and the big thing for an investor, especially investors going into retirement, if you have bonds in your portfolio and the Federal Reserve is on the front end of a rising interest rate cycle, you may want to evaluate the types of bonds that you're holding because traditional Interest rate sensitive bonds will lose value as interest rates go up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there are other uh, what I'll call credit sensitive bonds that tend to move with interest rates, not against them. So if you don't understand that, if you don't know what that means, that's probably a really good time to engage a financial planner who can help evaluate the portfolio for that risk. Well, it's actually probably a good time to engage a financial planner anyway, end of the year, thinking about planning for the next year, all that kind of stuff. All that good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, one of the biggest New Year's resolutions out there, of course, losing weight is everybody's number Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. but number two is typically getting your financial house in order. Speaking of that, Bob, where's the donuts this morning? Come on, buddy. Bob didn't bring me any donuts today. I'm really disappointed. (laughs) I I would not have complained about that at all. And his his excuse is, well, we were just trying to help you set your goals for the next year. That's all. Yes, but, but... During Christmas, all goals are on hold. Suspended. As long as I don't gain any weight during Christmas, I'm all right. If you'd like to call and talk to our financial and retirement expert here in Dina studio, Dinaology. Easy for you to say. Yeah, well, you know, maybe I better be careful here. Anyway, so (laughs) give us a call at 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. We're talking about all kinds of fun things today, and we'd like to have you tell us what's going on with you and what's on your mind as well. So give us a call here this morning. We'd love to hear from you. 
As we continue here this morning uh, on the radio, we have some more uh, Christmas music for you. Well, we have, I think we have some more Christmas music. There, we go. there you go. <laughs> Play that music for me. Yeah, I will. Things don't bring you happiness. Our lifestyles. Well, anyway, coming back with more in just a moment here on the Larry Rosenthal <laughs> Show. Stay with us. Appreciate you listening today. Well, I'm not sure. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 703- 201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dean Arnett, Deanology in studio with us today, taking care of business and talking about all kinds of things financial. I and, I just love that song. <laughs> oh, and I, I do love too. that version of that song. Would you like to hear a little bit more? Give me just a little more. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It also makes you uh, think about Christmas and the real meaning for Christmas. It does. It does. That That is my absolute favorite Christmas song. It's wonderful. I, I can remember driving to the, to the radio station in the wee dark hours of the morning back when I lived in Tennessee. And it's just black out and that song is on the radio. And I just have tears just running down my face because it's just so beautiful and peaceful and perfect and has nothing to do with making money since, but it's Christmas and you played the song. <laughs> so. only, only because I knew it was your favorite and I wanted to butter up to you a little bit. Oh, <laughs> well, good job. Good job. But Bob still didn't bring donuts. I know. What can you do? <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I talked about the Fed and, and interest rates and bonds and all that before the break. One thing we didn't talk about yet is the market, and the market is going gangbusters right now. We closed on Friday, the Dow Industrial Averages closed at 24,651. Mm. Do you realize that is less than 1.5% away from 25,000 on the Dow? It just boggles the mind. It does. I remember when we hit 10,000 on the Dow, and it's been <laughs> the time has just been a blur since. But the Dow Jones Industrial Averages were up one and a third for the week. They're up almost 25% for the year. Which does amazing things for the economy overall. Well, it does amazing things for our, our net worth 
mm-hmm. as, as investors. If you've got a 401k plan, if you've got a government thrift savings plan and you're using the C fund, if, if you've got a 403b plan through your school and you're investing in stock mutual funds, you've been having a very good year. Mm-hmm. The Dow's up 24.74 for the year. The S&P's up 19.5. The NASDAQ is up almost 29%. Is this a bubble economy? Actually, I don't think so. If we look at how the market has been going over the past, I'm going to say the years since the 08 recession, there was this huge concern that all of the the dropping of interest rates and the printing of money and the injecting of liquidity into the economy was creating a bubble. Mm-hmm. We, we all had that concern. And we all felt that if the Fed was very skillful at pulling that money out slowly and in a measured response, it would give companies time to get back on their feet. Because cause if you think back to the 08 recession, what happened? People lost their jobs. Consumers quit spending. The stock market was down 40%, and it was horrible. And we there did, was a real estate bubble that burst at that time as and, well. And there was that, too. There was the banking crisis. There was this whole pile of stuff that converged to create this this economic awfulness mm-hmm. that lasted 15 or 16 months. Mm-hmm. So by the time the dust settled and we hit the bottom and we bounced back off of it, all of our concern in, in the financial industry was, oh, no, have we just created another problem? Mm-hmm. We staved off the worst of what could have happened, but now are we creating this bubble that's going to burst at some point and then cause us an even bigger problem? What has happened is is kind of neat if you if you look at it from from a scientific or historic perspective because all of this money got printed. The Fed lowered interest rates to forty year lows. They started buying all of these bonds to inject money into the economy. And it gave corporations time to write themselves, to get employees back on the books, to get consumer spending money. And then the Fed started pulling the excess liquidity out. And this really cool thing happened. Companies were able to stay afloat. Mm -hmm. Not only have companies stayed afloat, but now they're making record profits. This market is being driven on corporate profits, not on all of this this funny money that's been injected into the economy. This is real growth. And if you look at the metrics that are used to measure the stock market, the market's fairly valued. Mm -hmm. It's not overvalued. It's certainly not undervalued, but the pricing is fair for what we have, for the economic conditions we have, for the corporate profits that are being generated, for the consumer spending that's going on now. It's, it's a nice neat thing if uh, it's too bad it's radio and not television because i could show you this chart that shows corporate profits going up and the money being pumped into the economic system coming down and it's coming down very slowly again very methodically i think the fed's doing a very good job of tapering off a little bit at a time so as not to shock the system for the longest time, we also were concerned that this would be a jobless recovery, but that's kind of not the case anymore either. We're seeing jobs come back. It's it's not the case anymore. In fact, we are hearing that corporations have jobs they can't fill. That's we have amazing. we have unemployment lower than five percent. Functionally, we are at what many would consider full employment. So, is it, are we in a bubble? I don't think so. Still going up. It is still going up. 
Um, it is always a good time if you're an investor and you're concerned about what if what if we are in a bubble and what if it bursts. Mm-hmm. Sit down with one of us. Let us do a risk analysis on your portfolio. We know the market goes up. We know the market goes down. And one thing I do know for fact is that since 2010, we have had seven stock market corrections. And by correction, I mean a pullback of 10% or more. Mm -hmm. That has happened seven times since 2010. The last one was a 13% correction that ended in February 2016. Mm. We're 22 months since the last correction. So just logically speaking, yeah, that's a scary I thought. think we're due. Yeah. So if you're concerned about that, let us do a risk analysis on your portfolio and tell you what you can expect in the next correction. Does that mean that maybe we should be putting some cash aside for when things go on sale for that correction? Because that's what it's going to be, really, isn't it? I'm, I'm just not a fan of, of holding on to much cash right now. Right. Not, not a big fan of it at all because we don't know when the correction happens. Mm-hmm. We're 22 months into this upswing. Again, it, it's... It's been since last February that we had a correction, and I I thought if we were going to get one, it would happen in October in conjunction with third quarter earnings reporting. Well, the third quarter earnings were really good, so we didn't get the correction. Mm-hmm. And now we look poised to pass tax reform. Stock market typically likes tax reform. The stock market typically likes when Congress comes in and says, hey, we're going to cut your taxes so you have more money to invest. Yes, injecting money into the economy is what yes. they're doing. Yeah. Yes, and they're giving consumers more money. One thing, you know, we talk about how the dominoes line up in economics and in the market, and and one of the the dominoes that that we have to watch in this whole string of them is consumer spending, mm-hmm. because our economy here in the United States is driven two thirds by you and I going out and spending our money. Well, by you anyway. I never spend any money. I'm just kidding. Of course, I, I spend way too much money. I am biting my tongue right now. <laughs> yes, she is. And if my wife were here, she would be slapping me. But, yes, that's true. Yeah. So when we get a tax cut, when we get more of our paycheck in our checkbook, instead of going off to the IRS, right. we are apt to spend that money. Yeah. So that domino falls. Consumer spending goes up. The economy grows even more. So that's the thought process behind this new tax package. Hey, we let consumers keep more of their hard-earned money, and they should spend that money. That should grow the economy. We let businesses keep more of the profits that they earn. They should reinvest that into human capital, hire more people, which causes consumers to have more money. They spend more money. The economy grows, and there goes the snowball. Yep, yep, yep. And it's all working towards uh, a better portfolio for you and I. Now, the question would be then is what is the best way to balance your portfolio? Again, I guess it, is, it depends on your risk and risk and all the rest of it. Well, it depends on not only the risk. That's a big part of it. But it also depends on what your financial goals are. What's the timeline for the big money things that need to happen mm-hmm. in your life? When are you going to buy that new home? When are you going to send your kids to college? When will you retire? Mm -hmm. Will you need to care for aging parents? Will you need to plan for your own later age and health care concerns? There there are lots of goals that that go into a financial plan. We, We put those together against your resources, your income, your assets, your projected savings, your projected income increases over time. 
we project in any reductions in income. How often do you know of families that are growing and the mom takes a few years off of work to stay home with the child? Or maybe the dad takes a few years off of work to stay home with the child. Income goes down. So we plan all of that in. We put in a financial timeline. And then we say, okay, here are the things that need to happen for you financially to make this work. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think we also need to realize when we think about planning, it's not about just investing money. So you hear a mm-hmm. lot of people say that I just want to go and to a financial planner because I have some money to invest. Or investing is just for those people who have money. It's, diff- it's not the case. You need to plan. It is all about the planning. If, you know, it's it's a trite saying, fail to plan, plan to fail. But but it really is the truth. Now more than ever, it is critical to plan the use of your resources because if you don't, chances are you'll invest in, in something that wasn't appropriate for your risk tolerance or you'll spend some money that could have been better allocated elsewhere. Um, and heaven forbid... When we do financial planning, we do plan for the unknowns, the, the, the unhappy surprises that sometimes happen. So doing a financial plan is so much more than where you invest your money. That's certainly a piece of it. But it is indeed your financial roadmap. It gives you the track to run on so that you understand your chances of achieving the financial success that you define for your family. Mm-hmm. Give us a call here this morning if you have some questions about your personal portfolio or if anything we've said kind of uh, spars a question or two in your mind, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 is the telephone number to call right now if you'd like to call and ask Dina any questions here this morning. Again, 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense here in just a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations, NMLS number 5618 and 99665. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show today with Dina Ology in the studio. We appreciate her being here. It's nice to see you once again, as always. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. Yep. Love to have you here. On the phone with us, we have, uh, is it uh, Fuller? Fuller, welcome to the Larry Rosenthal Show, and Dina is here. Go ahead with your question. 
Greetings, uh, Dean. I don't know if you remember me and my wife, Michelle. I do. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, I'd bring some donuts, but I'm a little far away. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe next time, Fuller. <laughs> anyway, I'm. Uh, I was curious. Uh, do you on online or somewhere? Do you kind of have a generalized financial plan? I have a little statement. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Uh, but do, do you have kind of a generalized plan that, uh, of course, it's going to be different based on circumstances, income, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just curious. I actually do not because everyone's financial plan is just a little bit different. What I can do for you, Fuller, and I know it's been a while since you did this, I can send out our financial planning toolkit. It's kind of the organizer to get all the finances in one place and and laid out for your view. From there, we can put together a financial plan for you. Fascinating. Okay, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, we can do that. All right. (laughs) Tell you what, stand by. Bob will get some information from you. We'll get that sent out to you next week. Okay. Well, awesome. thank you so much for your call here today. Appreciate that. Magda, you're on the line with Dina. What's your question? Go ahead. Uh, yes, good morning. Hi, Magda. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question regarding refinancing my home. Okay. Um, I'm basically gonna, going to tell you the uh, what I currently have is an interest only loan that I got, uh, long story, um, uh, 10 years ago, basically I've wasted 10 years of my life because what all it did was increase my debt. Mm, so okay. my original price for my home was $450,000 and I had taken um, a 80, 20 type of loan. And so um one of them was fifty thousand. It was a home equity loan, and right now there's a balance of about sixteen thousand on that one. And the other one was four hundred, which now has a balance of four twenty-five thousand. Uh, okay. About due to the interest-only thing, which I just literally learned that it hurt me, you know, because because of the fact that it was an interest. Only, and I, I never paid any principal, basically. Right, right. We need to need to find a way to get you out of that because that's not going to get any better. Yes. So now, um, so my home, um, I haven't been able to do anything with it because it was valued way lower than than my debt, whatever I owed on it. And so now, um, I'm working with a loan uh, company to refinance, and they're offering me. This is what they're offering me, um, an FHA loan uh, with 4.125 interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that I have is 5%, by the way. The yeah, okay, one. so this is this is an improvement. What's the case? Okay, so it's an What's, FHA at 4.125. Do you have to come to the table with any money? It, that was my next question. So he's saying my loan balance is about 441. That's adding the 225 for the big loan and the 16 for the small one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, about 441. Plus, my closing costs uh, are going to be about $15,000, which is my question. Is that like normal? Because I know it involves a lot of things in there. Yes. Um, and one of them is something about mortgage insurance which is like seven thousand dollars or something yes and, and i was wondering if that's normal 
mortgage insurance when you're taking out a loan for more than 80% of the value of the home mortgage insurance okay. is going to be present for you one thing that is i think preferable is that you're paying the cost of the mortgage insurance up front rather than having yes. it added to your monthly payment that that adds up quickly you have to build equity in the house to get rid of it i i think that's a better way to do it um what we can do magda is we can put you in touch with troy at mclean mortgage and just do a comparison quote for you to make sure that that you are getting your best deal. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. But um, in general, I just wanted to have your opinion if what I just, all the things I just said make sense. Is that, like, normal? Um, it, is is yes. it worth it for me to refinance? I think you have to refinance. Um, if, oh, definitely. Uh, I, I just, I would like for you to get a second quote to make sure that you're getting the best price for all of this. So if you don't mind holding on, Bob will get your information, and then we'll connect you with Troy next week. Okay, sounds good. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Magda. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in and talk to Dina, who is our financial and retirement expert in studio today, here's your phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Well, I've been talking at it. Now it's time to talk about it. Um, everything you need to know about this new tax bill. And there's a lot. We may not get to everything today. Um, uh, let's, let's, hit the, let's hit the high points on this. And what I'll do is I'll tell you what the current law is, and then I'll tell you what the proposed new law is. The first thing is the change in individual tax rates. So currently we have seven tax rates that start at 10% and go all the way up to 39.6%. The 39.6% bracket starts at a little over 418000 of taxable income for singles, little over 470000 for married joint filers. So that's the current landscape. The proposed is still seven rates, starting at 10% and going to 37%. That highest rate will start at half a million of taxable income for singles, 600000 for married joint filers. So they've raised that up a bit. They, ha- they have raised the upper limit on the income, and they have lowered the top tax bracket from 39.6 to 37. And the interesting thing is they have changed, they've given us a few more lower tier brackets. So we've got now a 10, a 12, a 22% bracket, a 24, a 32, a 35, and a 37. Okay. Hope you wrote all that down. You get it once. Um, It's, it should, um, it should produce a lower tax bracket for most of middle America. Which is a good thing. Yes, because what they've done is they've lowered the bracket number. Okay, so we used to go from 10 to 15 to 25. Mm -hmm. Now it's going from 10 to 12 to 22, then to 24. And those points do make a difference when those income levels. They do make a difference, and I believe that they have also widened the brackets. They've widened the amount of income that's applicable at each level. So that part, uh, pretty straightforward. They are proposing a cut in the corporate tax rate. Currently, corporate tax rate is 35%. Beginning in 2018, they're lowering that to 21%. They have also proposed to repeal the corporate alternative minimum tax. 
The idea is to inject more money in the economy because they'll be making yes. more profits and so on. Interesting. Well, and the idea behind it is, hey, we don't need to tax everyone to death. People need to keep more of their money. And from a corporate perspective, the thought process, again, as we discussed before, is that this will give companies more money with which to hire people, pay better wages, inject more money into the economy that way. Mm. So what's your takeaway from this? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Well, I, I still want to do some math on this. I've, I've got the changes in front of me. I haven't done all the math yet. Mm-hmm. I think some of this is, mm, I don't want to say smoke and mirrors, but the, when I get to the, the bit about the exemptions and the standard deductions, I think I think it'll make a little bit more sense. Some of this, yeah, absolutely, they've made a few lower income tax brackets instead of jumping straight from 15 to 25. That's got to help some people. Yeah. Is the, uh, is the mortgage interest in there anywhere? Did you see that when you were studying? I did. I did. I'm, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So before we do that, let's go ahead and take a quick call. Sure. And we'll continue on in just a moment. Noelle's calling us from Kensington, Maryland. What's your question for Dean? And thanks for calling, by the way. Good morning. We just sold our house in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and we had to get out from under a lot of credit card debt. It was just four years of unemployment led to that. So now we have 150000 in the bank, and we're renting a house for a year. We've downsized and want to downsize again when hopefully we can buy a house in a year. What's our next step with all of that money sitting there to use it wisely and not let it dwindle? At the same time, we have one in college and one in high school heading to college. So is that 150000 committed to the next house? Is that the down payment for the next house? That's, well, as much as we can hold on to of that, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think your very, very next step is to engage a financial planner to map all this okay. out. Um, okay. It's It's very difficult knowing the small snippet that you've just told me. It's very difficult to know exactly what the next step could be. But a good financial planner, and I might know a couple, would be able to model several different scenarios for you. And then you would be able to decide which is your best solution. Right, right. Perfect. Yeah. So, Noel, what I'd I'd like to do is just have you hold on. We'll have Bob take some information from you. We'll send you out what I call our financial planning toolkit. This helps you organize your finances in one place. If you meet with one of our financial planners at Rosenthal Wealth Management Group, they'll want to see that so that they can start working on your plan and giving you some advice. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for the call. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless. God bless you. If you'd like to talk to our financial and retirement expert here in studio, the telephone number is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Back to the new tax law that we expect to be enacted this week. And, and just to be clear, this hasn't been passed yet. The Republican Party has gotten together from the House and the Senate, and they have agreed on these changes. Now the House and the Senate have to go back and vote on it. Which is pretty clear that that's going to pass, we think. I think so. I think some of the last-minute negotiations went uh, went the way that they needed to go for this to pass. To me, I don't know if it's it's just, like you said, smoke and mirrors, but it doesn't feel like sweeping changes. It can be. Okay, so, be, for, okay. for, for example, the Obamacare individual mandate, uh. the piece of the Affordable Care Act that required every American to have health insurance or pay a fine, that 
is being repealed. The penalties are being repealed. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some concern what that will do to health care costs if people don't have to buy health insurance. That remains to be seen, but that was certainly one of the party's uh, platforms that they ran on, and now they're making good in this in this tax law. You were asking me what I think about the math behind this, and here's where I did do some math. They've changed the standard deduction and personal exemptions. So see if you can follow this with me. When you file your income taxes, every single dollar that you make isn't taxable. They give you a certain amount of money that is free of taxation. The first bit of that under current law is what's called your personal exemption. So by virtue of the fact that I'm a living, breathing human, I get to exempt from taxation $4,050 for every member of my family. Okay. 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 So that's piece number one. Piece number two is if I'm a single filer, in addition to my $4,050 personal exemption, I also get a $6,350 standard deduction. Mm -hmm. So if I add those two numbers together and I'm a single filer, what that means under current law is that my first 10400 of income is not taxable. Okay. So that comes right off the top. If I'm married, filing jointly, no kids, okay, because every person on your tax return gets that 4050 personal exemption. But if it's, if it's a husband and wife, you get a 12700 standard deduction plus the 4050 each for the personal exemption. So as a married couple... Your first $20,800 of income is free of taxation. One reason to file married uh, instead of filing jointly, not, not filing jointly, but, you know, one reason that file jointly <laughs> is what I mean to say versus filing single if you're married. If Well, if you are married, you ha- need to have a very good reason to file separately. Yeah, some people do. The, the t- the, there are some reasons. Yeah. You know, if your spouse is in trouble with the IRS, you probably don't want to file with them. But in general, if you are married, you're going to do a married filing jointly return. Right. So the first 20800 of income under current law is not taxable. Got it. Under the proposed regulations, they're getting rid of the personal exemption. That sounds scary. Well, mm-hmm. wait a second. I don't get my $4,050 exempted from income. They've, they've taken care of that by upping the standard deduction. Oh. This is part of simplifying the tax code, right? I see. Okay. So if you're a single taxpayer, now you get a straight $12,000 standard deduction. If you're a married couple, now you get a $24,000 okay. standard deduction. Okay. So singles have gone from 10400 to 12000 Okay, that, so now under the new law, the first 12000 of income, free of taxation. Married couples, first 24000 of income, free of taxation. If you're not married, it makes a good sense to get married. It's a, well, <laughs> it, depends, it depends on a whole lot of other things. Yes, it does. A yeah. whole lot of other things. So the personal exemptions are repealed. The standard deductions are almost doubled. Mm-hmm. So from a pure math perspective, that seems an improvement. Absolutely. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, and Arnita has called in to uh, talk to uh, Dina <laughs> here this morning. Hello. Welcome to this show. Could you uh, give us your question? Hey, Arnita. Merry Christmas. Good morning, Dina. How are you? So good to hear your voice. It's... I didn't really want anything. I just wanted to let you know that I'm happy to hear your voice. <laughs> Thanks, Arnita. seeing you next month. Yes, ma'am. Merry Christmas. I will see you next year. 
Yes. <laughs> Take care, honey. I appreciate Thank the call. Everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye, Bye. Anita. Brad is on the line with us from Annapolis. What's your question for Dina? Hey, Brad. Hi, good morning. I wanted to ask about 401Ks. I had heard early in the discussion of the new tax legislation that 401Ks were going to be changed, that they um, might not be as lucrative as in the past, and I wondered what you could tell us about 401Ks. I do not see a change in 401Ks on what I have in front of me. Does that include Roths and things like that? Well, I my assumption at this point, Brad, and again, I haven't even had this 12 hours, so so I'm sure I'm going to do a bit more digging, but I do not see any changes whatsoever to 401K plans. Okay. And if it's not a well, and and I hope it stays that way. Some of what was uh, discussed early on was a little bit frightening, but again, not on my list. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Merry Christmas. I guess there is always going to be a concern about how the investment piece of this is handled from a tax perspective. Well, and part of the concern with this tax bill, and rightly so, is what this is going to do to the deficit over time, and. Congress and the House have batted around lots and lots and lots of ideas for ways to make up for what they're losing by giving these tax cuts. Um, and one of the one of the thoughts thrown out there early on was, hey, we can always cut the amount that employees are allowed to put into their 401k plans on a pre-tax basis. Mm, mm, mm. I have a vision in my mind of what this would look like if they actually passed something like that. And it looks an awful lot like that scene from the Young Frankenstein movie (laughs) where all the villagers are in front of Frankenstein's castle with the pitchforks and the torches. Amen to that. Yeah, that's a scary thought, and a lot of folks would not like that for sure. Well, it it would not do what they're trying to do. It It would... Cut taxes on one side of the equation and increase them on the other side. It just doesn't seem like they get the whole picture because we still have to fund the government. We do have to fund the government. I I am hopeful that this will force the government to be more discerning about where they spend our tax dollars. Mm -hmm. They bring in by May of each year something like a trillion dollars of tax revenue. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. It is. That's a lot of money. So there's got to be some give and take in here. There's got to be some managing of the budget with the enormous amount of tax revenue that they have. Mm-hmm. Marcia is on the phone with us, and she has a question for you, Dina. Go ahead. Marcia, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. I have a question. She was, she was, thank you for taking my call, and good morning to everybody. Can I get you to turn your radio down there in the background? It's a bit confusing. I appreciate that. Sorry. That's okay. 855-767-3123 if you'd like to dial in. Go ahead, Marcia question about you just mentioned about the tax and the deductions. Yes. My I think I'm a little different no not different but a little complicated in my little brain. I have taken off work for family leave helping my daughter deliver a child. My last day for work was March thirty first. Okay. True unemployment that ran out in October okay. of this year. Mm-hmm. The other question is, I just got divorced in September, and I owe money off of a 403 pants, which is about $510. Okay. What do I do when I file taxes? Because all this wonderful stuff was deductions and dependents and all of that. The, the best thing in the world that you can do is have someone 
do your taxes for you because you do have a very complicated situation there, a whole big set of factors that will flow through to your tax return. Don't try to do this yourself. Don't try to turbotax it. Start gathering all your documentation now. Some of it will come after the first of the year. Be very organized with all of it and get with someone who can do this for you. That is, okay. That's the best advice I can give you. You don't want anyone brand new. You want someone who's been around the block a few times. Yeah, I sure do. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call, Marcia. Appreciate that. If you'd like to dial in, the phone number is 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. We'll be back with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show in a moment. Stay tuned. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose Eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Just brings peace to you, doesn't it, when you hear something? Oh, I've just got chills. <laughs> love <laughs> it. It, love it. It is love wonderful. It. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. Dina's in studio with us. So, so nice to have you as it's, well. It's awesome to be here. Nothing brings a smile to my face at Christmas time like talking about taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little <laughs> bit of a stark contrast for sure. <laughs> I've got a, a, a few more points, and, and let me just say right now, I am, I'm not going to have time to hit everything in this new tax package, but some of the concerns that we heard as Congress was coming up with this plan, I want to address today. So under current law, individuals can deduct the state and local taxes they pay subject to certain limits for high-income earners. There was a big question about whether that was going to go away. It has not gone away, but individuals can now deduct no more than $10,000 worth of those deductions, which include a combination of property taxes and either sales or state income taxes. Mm -hmm. So they didn't completely get rid of the state and local income tax deduction, but they did cap it. Oh, okay. Okay. Capped it at $10,000. 
mortgage interest deduction was a big subject of debate as oh, well. Under, under current law, mortgage interest is capped at loans of a million and below. They've lowered that to 750000 and below starting on January 1. So most of us will still be able to realize our mortgage interest deduction. For homes that have mortgages of over 750000 their interest deduction will be capped. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then finally, a child tax credit. Under current law, there's a $1,000 credit for each child in your home under 17. It phases out for couples earning more than $110,000. Under the proposed tax law, the credit is doubled to 2000 a year for each child under 18. This only goes through tax year 2024. The phase-out amount is raised from 110000 to 500000 and the refundable portion, meaning that if you don't owe any taxes at all, you can still get some of this money back. The refundable portion is 1400 a year starting in 2018. So... Some of these things shook out a little better than we expected and certainly better than we were hearing as the negotiations were happening. More to, more to be told, more to be told, but those are the high points. Oh, I, I have no doubt that this will be a very high-priority topic for weeks to come here on the radio program. It, it definitely will. And again, Congress, both chambers of Congress, the House and the Senate, have to vote on it this week before it becomes law. They have just released what they're voting on. And if you are personally concerned about what these new tax laws will do with your portfolio, you're always welcome to call Larry Rosenthal and the office anytime during the week. Talk to Dina as well. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. That number rings there as well during the week. Absolutely. So we've talked an awful lot about the markets the Fed raising interest rates. We've talked about taxes. There's there's so much going on right now. Um, one thing uh, that I was hoping to have some time for are just some year-end tax tips for you. So uh, the first thing, I, this is the time of year to start getting organized. January 1 is going to be here before you know it, and it will be time to start working on your 2017 taxes. So start putting together all of the things that you would like to deduct from your taxes. Did you make charitable contributions this year to your church, to Goodwill, to the mm-hmm. Salvation Army? Get all of those receipts. Get them in a nice little file and label it charitable deductions. <laughs> did you, did, are you, a, does all of that stuff added up equal more than your standard deduction? If so, you're probably going to want to itemize. You're going to want receipts for everything. There's also a category called miscellaneous itemized deductions. This is subject to 2% of your adjusted gross income. So these, there's some rules around using these particular things. But <laughs> I, I, wanted, I was having kind of a giggle going through defining what things count as miscellaneous itemized deductions. So mm-hmm. here, here are some things. Unreimbursed job expenses. Investment expenses, if you're paying someone to manage your portfolio, that counts as a miscellaneous itemized deduction. If you paid someone to prepare your taxes, here's where it gets cute. Did you pay fees to fight the IRS? (laughs) That's considered a miscellaneous itemized deduction. I like it. (laughs) Did you have gambling losses? That's a miscellaneous. I'm not kidding. It's Uh, on the IRS website. And did you have hobby expenses? (laughs) Yeah, I know what I'm getting for Christmas to have some hobbies. 
<laughs> going to have some expenses there for sure. Absolutely. Again, miscellaneous itemized deductions to be deductible have to be at least 2% of your adjusted gross income. Well, we can we can arrange that for hobbies. And get get busy. <laughs> medical cost. If you had unreimbursed medical expenses this year, you can deduct them if they're more than ten percent of your adjusted gross income. If you're under sixty five years old, it has to be more than seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income. If you're over sixty five, if you had a year of lots and lots of medical expenses, as with the itemized deductions, gather up your receipts. If you had a very good income year and you haven't maxed out your retirement plan at work, get it done before the end of the year. That's another way to lower your taxes. You have until December 31st to make contributions to your 401k and 403b for 2017. For federal government workers, you've got until December 31st to make your full contribution to your thrift savings plan. Uh, it seems like there's lots of ways to go ahead and try to reduce those taxes. And if you're smart about it, it's a good thing to do right now at the end of the year. Absolutely. And here's one thing a lot of people don't think about. If you are thinking about investing some money before the end of the year, do your research. If you're buying mutual funds, you want to know if that fund has already paid their capital gains distribution for the year. Because if they haven't and you buy that mutual fund, guess what? Mm. You're going to get hit with a taxable distribution for a fund that you just bought. Oh, ouch. Yes. So be aware that if you're if you're looking to buy a mutual fund before the end of the year, do your homework. And if you don't understand what that means, call us. I'll talk you through it. Yeah, there's a lot of gotchas there. So Absolutely. And a lot to talk about today. We, we appreciate your phone calls as well. In fact, those of you who are on hold, we will continue to talk to you. So just hang in there. We'll talk to you after we get off the air. We've got time for one more call here, if that's all right, Dina. Absolutely. Tim's on the line with us. Go ahead, Tim. What's your question? Uh, and. Yeah, I just talked about it, but it was a state tax deduction, and I believe that getting capped at ten thousand, uh, that was answered. So thank you on the on the second home and the home equity lines of credit. Uh, if you know what the deductions are, if there's anything speaking to that on the new laws, I I don't see helpful. anything on on deductions for second homes. And and again, my apologies. I, I've had this in front of me for less than twelve hours. I tried to hit the high points today. Um, right. One thing I can tell you is that um, we once we get the full text of the new law, once it's enacted, we are actually going to be having programs for our clients and our radio listeners where they can come in and we can give them the whole rundown of the new tax law. We will be doing classes on that in the new year. That's excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for the call. Merry Christmas. Tim, appreciate that. Remember, remember, you can always dial this telephone number during the week if you have any questions at all, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Here in the closing seconds, uh, have any other thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Well, it is just a little over a week until Christmas, and I would be remiss if I didn't give you three of my favorite shopping tips. Okay. All right. All right. If, if you do not have the Retail Me Not app on your mobile phone, Download it. Okay. I went yesterday to bed, ba- uh, sorry, Bath and Body Works, pulled up my Retail Me Not app, got $10 off of 30 Wow. There's a website called Brad's Deals. They lay out all of the sales. 
and then always use your retail store apps. I use Macy's and Kohl's. There you go. There's your shopping tips. You know, I couldn't leave without it. <laughs> Outstanding. Thanks for listening today. We appreciate you being in studio, Dina, as always. Good to see you. And for uh, Dina and for Bob in the back, my name is Chris McKay. We'll talk to you again next time on another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show. Thanks for listening today. Thank you.